Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gamer Heroes. This is episode 17, the week of May 10th. I am Derek, one of your two regular hosts. John will be joining me in just a minute. We uh, have a really exciting episode for you guys this week. John and I were able to sit down and talk with, not in person, but online, two of the original co-founders who are still with the company, Yacht Club Games, makers of Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight, as some of you may or may not know, is a great retro-style platformer that released back on Steam, Wii U, and 3DS, and has since expanded to basically every platform that is still for sale. And their new Spectre Knight expansion has just come out, part of Treasure Trove, and it was a big free update to anybody who already had the game. And it's also available now on Nintendo Switch. So we're going to cut over to the interview with uh, John and myself, and then Ian and Sean from Yacht Club Games. So sit back, enjoy. We'll be back in a bit. All right, well, um, we are here with Ian and Sean of Yacht Club Games. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves, tell us what it is that you, you do for Yacht Club Games, and then we'll, we'll dive in. All right, uh, my name's Ian, and I'm primarily a programmer, more on the gameplay side, so I make Shovel Knight walk, run, jump, and use abilities, as well as bosses and enemies and a whole bunch of stuff. But we have a rather focused company here, so I also do a lot of other stuff here at the company, like run the Twitter account, or answer emails, or set up a bunch of boring stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm Sean, and I uh, I did game design and direction on Shovel Knight, and um, I, yeah, I don't know, I kind of like oversee a lot of stuff, um, I'd say like... Like Ian was saying, everyone here kind of does everything. So even though I said like I'm I'm like the designer, really everyone does the design, and it's more like I just kind of like compile it. it. It's really it's really very collaborative here. But I, but hopefully that gives you an idea a little bit about what about at least like kind of what we are. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. So have you guys been with Yacht Club since the Kickstarter? Yeah, we're the yeah, yeah we're, we're the founders. founders. Well, we're Ooh, two of the we're, the we're two of the we're two of the five founders. Yeah, so we've been here day and date, even before it was even known. We were uh, scurrying about trying to put our ideas together. It's true. Well, that that, that must be pretty exciting for you guys. Um, did you ever think back when you were launching the Kickstarter that it would have grown to what it has become and be on so many platforms, and you're still releasing expansions? I mean, we had we definitely had hopes that it could be big, right? But we didn't bank on it. Like, it wasn't a surefire thing at all. But we thought it would be, we wanted it on everything. We wanted it on every platform. We wanted it to be something you could, you could find and play on your favorite system. But I would say I'm like continuously surprised by the amount of like love and support I've seen the game get. Yeah. And how long it keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Shovel Knight has a way, way long tail. Yeah. Like we've, 
you know, we've, we've been working on this game really since the, since like the end of 2012. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the Kickstarter yeah. and the Kickstarter was in 2013. Now here, what year is it? 2017. Yeah. We're still working on Shovel Knight. Like after Plague Knight thinking like, wow, it's so unique that we went back to a project and worked on sure. it for like another year. Right. Like we've never done that before. It's so odd. But now, um, like it's gone. So <laughs> please, it's God. gone on a new, pro- new project, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah, because yeah, you guys you guys have Specter of Torment now, and then on the website I saw something about a King's, King's Night, Night campaign. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening right now, Specter of Torment is the most recent campaign, which is out like on ninety percent of platforms, and hopefully is out on the remainder of platforms like within the coming weeks. Really? So if you own Shovel Knight, it are, it has updated to receive an entirely new campaign starring Specter Knight. And we went all out. Uh, this is like new levels, new story, music, and like the works. Yeah, it's way bigger than Plague Knight. Yeah, if, right. you, if you skip Plague Knight or you're like, ah, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of good. Uh, I would implore you to reconsider and check out Specter Knight. Yeah, it's a full, it's like a full on game. It's, it's like it's it's game. a real new game, and it's cool. And it's if you already have Shovel Knight, it's free. So hey, there, yeah, there's not? that. What, what else? Are you? Yeah, <laughs> there's on. that. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so uh, and King Knight, you're right, is the finale. That's the the last and final campaign that's happening here at Yacht Club. Yeah, like right now, it's being worked on. Yes, as we speak. I see it. I see it right now. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so that's 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 something that's really interesting. We've actually had a, a couple podcasts on this. So you guys make a lot of your DLC available for free, and we we actually had a whole podcast about games that get released and they're not the full game, and you have to pay all this extra to get parts of the game that you feel you should have had. So I think it's a bold sure. move um, and kind of want to know a little bit more on you guys sound like you obviously enjoy playing games. So it sounds like you had the gamer in mind. Do you give us a, does do, does the way we talk give away that we like to play games? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I'm not sure there was the beef jerky. <laughs> story, so. uh, well, yeah. Games. I mean, uh, well for us, a big focus even when we were like, like these were all set into motion by our Kickstarter with stretch goals. And so that's like what kind of got us into this crazy situation to begin with. Sure. But even knowing that, we knew that we wanted each of these updates to feel like they could be their own standalone thing. So it didn't feel like you were playing work in progress. Something like, yeah. That's something like, as somebody who plays a lot of games and makes a lot of games, I can't, I can't really be excited about early access or like checking a game out midway. Dude, I can't, I don't even want to play a game. Until a year after it's released, like right. any season right? passes like, drive us yeah, nuts. Yeah. Like, yeah, like fucking like for Final Fantasy, it's like they added a frame rate improvement patch. Look, I'm three, I'm three storylines into Near Automata, and the game still like doesn't run properly on PC. Right, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should wait. Like, you should, you yeah, should wait. Should, Same thing. Wait. It's like Zelda, like they're like they're adding that DLC that adds like a bunch of stuff that should have cool just. That should, no, no, it's no. There's things like cool there's there's things like now you can create a warp point. Yep. Right. That's like well, hey, that should have been in the game from the get go. That's <laughs> that's weird that they that it's like coming so late. Yeah, I find that to be I find that to be very. Bothersome. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. That's why, that's why a lot of these in a lot of our updates for Shovel Knight, like we're not touching the Shovel Knight campaign unless it's like adding a mode on top of it, like co-op, like body swap. Yeah. But like we're not going through and we're like sorry for Iron Will. Like right. now new, it's in an air level, not new a game water design. level. Right. Yeah. Like we want to. We're like we're trying to put these out as like conscious games that exist in and of themselves. Yeah. And it's like it's kind of it almost kind of happened backwards. Like initially we gave our Kickstarter. Or we we got all these goals through Kickstarter of like making the character campaigns, 
And then as we started working on them, they got bigger and bigger and we kind of had to like, we had to do something about it, right? Like we had to like split the campaigns up and sell them separately. We had to, we had to figure out ways to rationalize like the activities that we were doing. One of the things that we could have just done was like done like a Symphony of the Night style, like Richter mode where you're just playing the exact same game with Plague Knight. And, and that would have been cool too. Yeah. Uh, no but, story beats, nothing major. Just yeah, like it's just like level. it's just like another it right, another mode, right? right but instead, right. we kind of went this whole big crazy way. Well, um, I mean, you mentioned like a gamer perspective and all that, but like when we were talking about these, we were talking about other games and what they've done, sure. like Richter mode or like Mega Man Powered Up. And like, I don't know if you played Mega Man Powered Up on the PSP, but that's Mega Man One redone with a, the ability to play as any boss. The whole game. The whole game. Wow. So, like, beat the game, and if you can beat Gutsman without taking damage using your buster, you unlock, like, the Gutsman story path. And you, it changes, like, some of the openings, so it's like Gutsman is the robot that doesn't go haywire, and it's like, you have to help us. He's like, okay. <laughs> and you play through the same stages, and it, it was cool. It's really neat. But really, like, unless you're really in it for the long haul, do you really want to play through yeah, the Yeah, like, game? who beat that with every... Right. No everyone, one. No like, one. Let's see Iceman's take right. on this. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not really... It's interesting, but not really like uh, something that's that compelling by itself. And so we were excited to try and like put a new spin on it, a new mechanic, right. a new story beat. Like we didn't plan it. Like we made like we made Shovel Knight, and, and it was wanted- like this is done. And then like play, and then we made Plague Knight, and we're like this is riffing off of Shovel Knight. And then when we started on Spectre Knight, it was like, well, we can't just have the same levels in there again. Like it's just going to be awful. Like no one's going to like that. So we gotta we gotta redo it. And so redo it, we did. And then, and then the idea of like selling it separately and like rationalizing it and taking a year on it later, like that, like that kind of happened yes, later. That, that was very much a, uh-oh, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but um, like it's working, right? It's, it's like, um, it is. It's, it's working. It's working. I, I am, okay. I'm, I feel good. I feel good that, that we'll get through all of this and not lose our shirts. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it's kind of like we're trying to outdo ourselves and outdo expectations. Yeah. So it's like, let's, what can we do that's the coolest? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, I really like how Minecraft continued to release updates that added substantial upgrades and stuff to the content. Like, it just kept me coming back and wanting to play more. With a with a platformer like Shovel Knight, it doesn't really make sense to just add, like, now there's, like, eight new relics. Or, like, that, like, jump, like yeah, right. right, new gem types. Like, that just doesn't make sense. So it's, like, making more content was kind of, like, our way of Minecrafting it a little bit. And also keeping the price the same price, right? Like, when, especially when we started working on Shovel Knight, I would say there was a lot of this race to the bottom, like, iOS kind of stuff where it's, like, how cheap can a game be? Like, this that's when games were, like, in-app purchases were, like, starting to, like, that became, like, the prevalent thing. And, like, DLC and, like, early access, like, all that stuff was kind of happening around then. And so, I, I don't know. I think a lot of, they all bore very different fruit. <laughs> and Shovel Knight is just, like, one of those examples. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... It doesn't get much cheaper than what you guys had it in the Kickstarter. I mean, it was ten bucks got you the digital Windows version, so yeah, that's pretty affordable for such a big game. Um, yeah, although at that point it was like a gamble, right? It's like <laughs> right, you know, we don't know, you don't know who we are or what we're trying to do. Yeah, and so Let, to... sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I did want to talk a little bit about the Kickstarter since that's how you guys got started. Um, Sure. What so you you guys ended up hitting twelve stretch goals? Was there a particular one that you were really excited about adding into the game? Um, 
I mean, I think that we, <clears throat> I think we were excited about all of them, which yeah. is why we put them all in there, right? Yeah, sure, I mean, sure. we approach it like any other set. It's like we put it all on a list, talked about why it would be cool, it would it really help the game. Yeah. Um, and so I think we were equally, like any other feature, excited and anxious for all of them, right? Because it meant, means like a lot of work, or it means like a really cool outcome. Um, so I don't know if there's one I was like really attached to. Uh, so much as just, like, making Shovel Knight cool. Yeah, I mean, at that point, we were just, you know, we were doing everything, like, on a wing and a prayer. So just the fact that the game funded, right? And and then it's, like, $200,000. Wow. Well, like, we could never spend that much money. <laughs> so, How far guess, did that go? <laughs> yeah. Well, we got all we got almost all the way through the development of the original Shovel Knight. Yeah, like, 95 yeah. Before the yeah, before the money all ran out, but and then of course once the game came out and it started selling, that I mean now it's a self perpetuating thing, right. and the game, you know, the sales of Spectre Knight and Shovel Knight are enough to keep the company afloat and working on new things. And we could spend a million dollars making Plague Knight for a year, like yeah, yeah, that, yeah, we that right, could happen. yeah, that, yeah, we could afford that. But that's, I mean, that's how it is in in games, right? You have to have an enormous amount of money up front because you're working on something for so long, at hoping, hoping, and praying that at the end you're going to be able to recoup it. Right. Or the trajectory. Yeah. All those hours, all those man hours you guys put in there, and uh, like I have a friend, he had he had done a development company as as well, and he sold it. But it, he did the math, and it's like I put in so much hours, and all I I made less than minimum wage and right, the yeah. payoff. <laughs> so yeah. don't do the math. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're. I mean, I, that's that's very easy. That's very easy to happen upon with video game development as well. Yeah, and it's like well, it's like twenty more hours this weekend. I can get this feature up and right. running. Like ten more hours of testing. Like oh, we changed everything. Like we should play test it again. Right. It's got to come out. Like it has to come out on this date. And if and if I work every day, or like if I don't work the weekends, then it's going to be at a level of quality where if I had just worked the weekends, then it would have been like a little bit better. Is it did worth you, it? Did you like, guys I have to feel, it right? Yeah. Did, did you guys feel under the wire when you were getting ready for the 3DS and Wii U releases? Uh, we actually delayed it, which helped. Which helped that area of it. Yeah, um, right. We were originally like, you know, set for September or whatever. And we we talked about it. it's like, no, 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 it needs more time. It needs more time. Right. And so I would say the exact the initial release. Other than financial constraints, because we ran out of money and we're working out of pocket, um, which stresses the team out and like. On a personal yeah, in lots of ways. Yeah, in yeah. lots of ways. Um, that was that was like the new problem, and it was making sure that the game was getting better. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't time at that point. It was money. Right. Well, I would say like getting the Switch version of that Spectre Night out was more of like we're under the wire, yeah, right? It's like uh, uh, you know. So yeah. that's that's a good point. So I you know reading all the articles and listening to all the podcasts that development. Uh, being a developer trying to get something on Nintendo is very different this time around with the Switch. Since you guys were actually on the Wii U, um, how do you guys feel that has worked out? I mean, it was a breath of fresh air as far as preparing the game for release uh, on Switch. For Switch, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I, like, with our knowledge of just like various other areas, I definitely, like, I know of a lot of ways things can go wrong, but it felt like um, like the wind was at our backs. We could we yeah. could put it together. We could like work with Nintendo and have something that we're all happy with. Yeah. With not a lot of like fuss in between. 
We had, we had really good help and support from Nintendo. I mean, I guess kind of always, right? Like, even on the Wii U, like, they helped us out a, a pretty good amount. But so, even, like, some of the normal steps that I dread when it comes to right, game, like e-manuals how, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like it was definitely, like, alleviated on this run. Definitely. A, it's a smoother process. I mean, Wii U and 3DS were, like, way better than the Wii. Yeah. Switch has been better than 3DS and Wii U, so it's, like... Yeah, so, so up it, up step in, steps in the right direction. Making a platformer will be easier than ever. <laughs> That's awesome. So I now, of course, you know, Shovel Knight is out on essentially every platform that I can think of that's still being made. What what got you guys to start with Nintendo after the initial Windows release? Why did you start with the Wii U and the 3DS versus you know going for Microsoft or Sony? Well, we actually, uh, our initial platform announcement was PC, was PC on Kickstarter. Then one weekend, once we were confirmed it was actually happening, we announced Wii U and 3DS. And the game came out simultaneously on PC, Wii U and 3DS way back when. And so I would say we were already like, we were already destined to be on Nintendo platforms just because one, like these are platforms we're super familiar with. And two, I think like there's a lot of players out there that were, we thought would be interested in playing Shovel Knight on it. It's like yeah, this, I mean these are systems where you're playing Super Mario Brothers three. Like yeah. it's not a it's not a logical leap that maybe you'd be interested in a game like Shovel Knight as well. Yeah. So we made it our priority. Yeah, it's like a Nintendo. Like it feels like a Nintendo game, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um but we also know or we also knew like we knew Dan Edelman over at Nintendo yeah. and so it was easy for us to pick up the phone and call him. We had worked, you know, we both worked at Way Forward before we right. did I Yacht Club. I worked on launch titles for both Wii U and three DS. Uh, right, at yeah. A previous company, yeah, right. so uh, we were already familiar with the hardware and pipeline. Right, and like so, we knew the people, and so that was all like, yeah, it all, it all, it just made, it just made sense. I mean, we and and we wanted to be on everything, yes. but like being being five people, it was really hard uh, right. just to even to to get it out on one platform or one console, you know, much less everything else. For sure, yeah. See, that's that's interesting that you guys mentioned Nintendo's, uh, you know, being super supportive. Um, we think that. Obviously, the Switch has a. It seems like it has a lot more um, incentive for, you know, third parties and and smaller developers. I feel like they're kind of gearing it that way, considering they only have like one major release title, and the rest have have been third party. When you say, um, yeah, I mean, Nindies are definitely yeah. like a big topic right now for sure. Um, but I feel like the Switch is geared towards that. Like, I feel like they're really giving giving you guys a shot. You know. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, I would say Nintendo's number one priority is always their first party titles. And I would say everything else is like the second, is like the second priority, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. And the, um, I think that the biggest thing that really matters is the install base for the system. And so like Switch came out and it sold like gangbusters and that was really good. So now it's less, I, th- I don't think it's about like indies like wanting or I, I don't think it's about Nintendo wanting indies. I think it's about indies wanting to be on Nintendo, which you won't want to be unless there's a big install base, right? Yeah. So it so it seems to me like they all kind of work like it kind of works together. Like they're being more accommodating. The the install base was bigger. The store seems like it has some better like quality of life stuff. Like you can find stuff more easily, and it's like less of a pain in the ass to buy things. Mm-hmm. And so. And so overall, it's like, yeah, it just all, it all makes a lot more sense. I, I think Nintendo of America especially has like 
kind of seen the value of indie games, but I, I don't think in Japan, like indie indie games aren't that even that much of a thing, you know? Like I don't think there's a Nindy like there's no Nindies program in mm-hmm. in Nintendo of Japan, right? Well that clears it up, man. Thank you. Because like, like <laughs> I I'm just saying, like, what games am I gonna play? Like you think big titles, you're like, man, I've got Zelda and Mario Kart. That's about it. <laughs> Strong start. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, and you got Splatoon, and there's the Virtual Console. Coming right? out though. I, well, like, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but it, yeah, it's coming. And then like, yeah, and then there's I think a pretty strong lineup. Like I played and enjoyed Snake Pass, and I don't, is Puyo Tetris is that, other, Puyo is that Tetris third party? Yeah, is that, I heard a lot of indie game. No, it's not indie. Is that published by Nintendo? Who made that? Uh, I have no clue. Second, Google it. Google it. Second, Somebody get the mat. Get can the magic can out. anyone just make Tetris? Is that like public no, domain? No, it's a partnership between the Puyo company and the Tetris company. That's what makes it so magical. Are they going to do Tetris v Puyo then? I hope so. <laughs> Like, like too edgy and like yeah, it's like, like it's like weird, right? You're like I like I like I like Puyo Tetris, but Tetris Puyo is weird. Too much. It went yeah. too far. <laughs> so um so obviously you guys had the big Spectre of Torment release and you know Treasure Trove, which is the full version of the game. Right. Um, and you added some new features like like the gender swap mode, for example. Um, how did you guys prioritize some of those new features? Like a, ge- a gender swap mode is really really cool. And I can't think of another game that has that. So how did that idea kind of come together? Well, typically, just from like a, a the way we're doing these updates is we try we we had all the Kickstarter stretch goals lined up, and we knew that we uh, it's a tremendous amount of work to put out an update on any platform. It's like we have to do a lot of final testing and review. So it made sense for us that we would partner a big campaign with a big new feature as well. For Plague Knight, uh, Plague Knight came alongside Challenge Mode, which is like a whole new menu and setup where you go through discrete challenges in like right. small chunks. And so we knew for uh, the remaining two like side features were Body Swap Mode and Battle Mode. We knew Battle Mode is like a tremendous undertaking that's going to sweep us all up in it. But body swap seems like a nice, uh, a nice complementary feature that could exist along Spectre Knight, which has a lot more like redone single player components. And yeah, like, that. like the Spectre Knight, or, or sorry, all the body swap art was done out of house, so it's not like we had our pixel artist pixeling all the characters. So it's kind of like they were on a slow burn over the course of eighteen months or something. It was like, oh yeah, we do, now we do, we do uh, just to give you an idea of the process. We do like the concepts and the initial model in house. Like we look over the characters. Yeah, and, uh, it's all in that article on our website, yachtclubgames.com, where you can see like the design process for a lot of these characters. So we talk about like where we want the character to go, and we draw like the initial model, which sort of it's like the idle frame, right? It's like shovel knight standing or propeller knight like standing. And once we're happy with those, then we work with uh, people externally to kind of make those animations for all of the animations that character can possibly do. Right. And they're surprisingly numerous. You'd be surprised how many like <laughs> how many frames are in a propeller knight. Yeah. Uh, Little thing. Knight especially at this point. Yeah. Um, Just like stuff you don't notice. Yeah. yeah. But there's so, like a so you're lot. saying a slow burn like. Right. It's like hey, we're, you know, we have to talk about Spectre Knight's fifth boss. It's like also check out. Uh, female, like, Baron set. Right. Oh, okay. It's like, wow, cool, cool. Yeah, all right. see these in-game in, like, nine months. Yeah, it's like, all right, Tinker Knight's next. <laughs> and so it's like, we had all the art, and, like, we made the menu, and so it was just a matter of, like, putting it all together and making it happen. And uh, making, like, final quality adjustments. Like, right. oh, this one's weird, or, like, yeah. this one doesn't work. Yeah. Um, as far as why, we did it, I think, just, like, because we thought it would be cool to make, to, to make 
uh, body swap designs, I guess. And like Adventure Time did a thing at like not yes. that far, not that far from that time, the Fiona and Cake episode. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, I love so, it when they made bubblegum Prince. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, it's cool seeing it like in a different light, and maybe it's also neat because we have these characters that have existed for what is now a long time, and uh, providing like a new viewpoint or like maybe you like uh, like this character versus the other one. Uh, it's kind of like a way to get back into Shovel Knight and maybe like check it out again. Yeah, it also works out well. Like we hoped that Shovel Knight would be a game you play in runs, like. You know, you beat it, you beat Shovel Knight, but like in a year from now, maybe you'll be uh, booted up and play it on a Saturday morning just yeah. real quick. And I think body swap mode is a good way to complement that, where you just want to play it like in a slightly different way, or you want to like vary it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it just keeps it fresh. Yeah. Sure, yeah. No, that was a really cool idea. Um, are there any, any other new features or I- ideas to kind of add to the game that you guys are, are working on that you can talk about? I mean, we our trajectory has been pretty upfront. I would say, like yeah. we were, we're mostly King Knight. <laughs> yeah, it's King Knight, and uh, after that battle mode, like those are those are our finale. Those are our plans, and we promise nothing more for Shovel Knight. Right, because <laughs> after like we have to do other things. It's got to be. <laughs> we can't do any more Shovel Knight right now. Right, I would say the only bonus that was like completely off the charts and is now in the game is Shovel Knight is now co-op on like local co-op on all platforms. Right, That's and cool. that was like that was something that uh, you know was an opportunity. We weren't expecting, but we wanted to make it happen, and now the game is stronger for it. Yeah. But we probably won't be looking at more features of Shovel Knight. We're going to be looking at like what what new games we want. Right. To make. What's Shovel Knight what Two? Stories. What's What's a different IP? Yeah. Um, also, the sound test mode, right? That That just came out, but that was a thing that was like never part of the Kickstarter plans. It's necessarily. The Kickstarter says sound test mode, and we meant the bar, yeah. and so it exists. Right. But, we didn't want Spectre Knight hanging in, handing in music sheets because we were worried about the repetition feeling of all the campaigns. Right. It's like now it's Oolong. Now it's the bar. Now, now it's, it's a skeleton like... with a, with a <laughs> right. photograph on his head. Right. Like who it's cares? Like, it, once you start seeing these themes repeated, we were worried that players would already feel like malaise set in. Right. And so that's why like Spectre Knight doesn't collect music sheets uh, because we didn't want to justify the third time with a backward system. And so we worked it. Into, we still wanted people to see all the music, especially since Spectre Knight has so much new music yeah, in it. No kidding. And so we uh, we blew it out into the main menu and put it on the sound test mode. And so I guess that's another surprising additional feature. Yeah, it's cool. But so I hope which that's... one of you's making the music? <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Oh, uh, considers only like five of you, and you guys. Yeah. Like no, you know. Yeah, you know Jake Kaufman, uh, who is who is we were not counting in the five, but who is also a member of the team. Yeah. He just doesn't work on site. Yeah, does all the music and sound effects and also helps out a lot with story and dialogue. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's awesome. And, and also, uh, Manami Matsumai, the, who, the original composer of the Mega Man, uh, games. That's cool. Did two songs for Shovel Knight. She did Plague Knight and, uh, and Treasure Knight. So that was really cool. Like, that was one of, that was like one of our first big gets. Wow. Uh, like during the Kickstarter. Like we just randomly had the chance to have her do some songs. Um, yeah, and we were elated and surprised. Yes, yeah. it, it was amazing. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, because you think like uh, me and Derek here, we talk about it a lot. But like, some of the best music is like Turtles in Time. Like, that's a really good soundtrack. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Seriously. Like, yeah. No, I have the one on Sega, and we played it. And I'm just like, no, this is not as good. He sh- he he opened it. He's like, dude, you got to listen to this. It's actually really solid. 
Music is a yeah. big deal is what I'm trying to no, get me, at. Music is definitely a big deal, and I think that... It sets the, it sets the tone. It yeah. sets like, a lot of the game in motion and keeps the energy going, even like during lulls of gameplay or like to help connect pieces yeah. and themes and tone. That definitely like that definitely like gets to me in in uh like in big games. Like especially like a lot of open world games don't have a lot of music. Yeah, like the, like in bird surfing yeah. or like uh, like breath like Breath of the Wild barely had music. It's like, dude, yeah. come on, give me the like like I just like put I'm on an adventure here. Yeah, right. Right. Sound me. effects, that's all you get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we love having music in the game. They're like really, it's like really. That's like really one of like. A plus would put in again. Yeah, that's like one of. The three, <laughs> it's like one of the three things that comprises the game. Absolutely. Um, all right, so I I do have as a Nintendo fanboy because that's that's kind of who I am. I am curious. So I have the Shovel Knight amiibo, mm-hmm. and I try. I was I was trying to use it with the custom character thing, and I think I think I'm missing it. So, what what is the custom character? do for me in Shovel Knight with the Amiibo. All right, I'll run it down. If you have a Shovel Knight Amiibo on 3DS, Wii U, or Switch, you can scan that Amiibo on any Shovel Knight profile, whether it's in progress or just start, and you'll start the game or continue the game as Custom Knight. Custom Knight is a character that gets experience points by collecting gold and unlocks new abilities from level 1 to 50 throughout the game. And so these are some of these abilities are like things you could find in chests as normal shovel knight, but a lot of them are brand new abilities specific to custom knight, like new relics and stuff. Yes. And so these are like uh, I would recommend if you've already played shovel knight, like maybe boot up a new profile one day with custom knight and just like play through it and see like what surprises are in store. Uh, the fun part about it is like you'll be halfway through a you know explodatorium and you unlock a whole new move that you get to figure out on the spot. Or you get, like, a new customization, like, a new armor set, a new palette, and you can kind of, like, mix and match different abilities and, and yeah. things. That's cool in the co-op because you can, like, customize your shovel knights and make them look how you want or have, like, a fire trail behind you or, yeah, like, a, seeing, a little friend that follows you around, like, a little fairy that, fo- that flies around after you. Seeing, like, a random screenshot, someone, like, just playing co-op shovel knight on Switch, and it's, like, <laughs> he's a bubblegum pink fish man, and the other one's, like, a big burly army armor man. One's throwing, like, an anchor, and one's, like, turning into a rainbow ball, and it's, like... Right. Awesome. It's like, is this shovel yeah. I don't even what know what happening? this is. Yeah. Yeah. I can't That's follow. all you say. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's fun. It adds, like, a lot of, uh, it adds a lot of, like, fun variety to, like, the grab bag that is Shovel Knight. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. It's almost like playing through it on, like, a remix mode. But there's, like, there's so much new content, right? Like, yeah. new relics, new armor-style abilities, like... It's, it's slightly re- like it's the unlock order is not fixed. Right, it's random. So if you're playing through with a friend and you both have it, like maybe he unlocks a new ability and you unlock like a new sub weapon and you kind of try them out and compare and contrast. Yeah, it's really awesome. You should you got to try it. You got to try custom. Slide cloud. Yeah. I'm so jealous. It's really fun. It's like it's a different. It's a it's a different way to play the vanilla game that makes it feel more. Like, sprinkles on yeah. the vanilla shovel. Yes. Good. <laughs> so since there since there is an amiibo. If there was ever a, another Super Smash Brothers game, because I imagine there will be at some point, would you want to see Shovel Knight as a playable character? No way. <laughs> Sean's pretty strong, but he doesn't want to see it. But <laughs> they, I, they yeah. asked us. They asked us. We said, no way. <laughs> Keep him out of there. Really? No, of course, of course not. I was going to say, he's being so sarcastic right now. Yeah, like it's so farcical that we would say that that that's why that's the joke. This is the yeah. This is yeah. I say this uh, yeah every time anyone asks. That's what yeah yeah. We said no way. Um, I would say like that would be amazing. Like of course, like 
Smash Brothers is already like a treasure box of like mobility and like cool characters and moves. And to think like that even like someone's like, oh, it'd be cool if Shovel Knight was there with all these other like amazing characters. That's like a humbling thing. Like, oh, you would pick Shovel Knight out of like all these possibilities. That's, yeah, like, amazing. I mean, it's like, yeah, of course, Smash is like the biggest, the biggest compilation game. Like having an having an inclusion is like. I don't know. It's like so enormous, Which right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. Let's try. To, how about we try Super Mario Maker first? They could put us in. <laughs> if they put, put us in Mario Maker, that'd be a lot easier. Fair enough. Yeah, that would definitely be a lot less work, I think. <laughs> yeah. If they can put, if they can put Hello Kitty and Sean the Sheep and Baby Metal in there, they can put Shovel Knight in there. Shovel Knight. Yeah. That's Come fair. on. That's definitely fair. Um, so we are getting a little close on time here. Um, is there anything else that you guys want anybody to know about uh, Shovel Knight? Anything else you guys are working on or anything on a personal level? Uh, well, I think we kind of went through our Shovel Knight sales pitch already, <laughs> right? <laughs> buy Shovel Knight. Yeah, buy, buy it. Shovel Knight. Yeah, Shovel Knight. Buy it. Spectre of Torment is available separately. Sure. Get get all of the Treasure Trove edition. That is the best it one. Interests you, yeah. Um, the the on the 3DS, the 3D, the stereoscopic 3D is really super cool, and I feel like it's underappreciated because people don't look at like everyone. Like I'll, I'll see someone playing Shovel Knight on the 3DS, I'm like, oh man, check out the 3D, and like their slider is always not on. <laughs> and it's Guilty. like, um, and yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, so I'm just kidding, but it looks so yeah. cool. Like, like there's there are details in the stereoscopic version of the game that you cannot see. Like, literally, you cannot perceive them unless they're in 3D. Like, yeah, you guys, put, you guys put a lot of work into it. It's really, it neat. looks so cool. Like, it looks so cool. It's like I, I almost want to put like I want to have like a 3D Oculus support or something. Just some way so you can, some way that you could see the layers. Like, so we can preserve it for the future, like, when there's no more, like, 3DSs around, you know? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's that's <laughs> Those are the top two things that I would want to say if I'm just blurting things out. <laughs> um, I would just say, if you've ever showed Shovel Knight support in the past, thank you. Whether that's, like, telling your friends or posting a cool image on Twitter, like, thank you. That's, like, what yeah, keeps us going. Yeah, Our, like, Shovel Knight, like, all the Shovel Knight players and fans are, like, so supportive. They're, like, the frickin' best. We get emails, like, every day. We put them up on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if this was a game that came out in June three years ago and, like, no one talked about it, like, we would not be able to do what we're doing now. Yeah, just personally, right? <laughs> for, like, yeah, for, like, many multitudes of reasons. Yeah. Just, so, yeah, thank you. Like, thank, thank you, you, everyone. Yeah, for being there with us on this whole crazy journey. Yeah, and, like, we will continue to do our absolute best to try and make the absolute best things always. Like, that's our, that's, like, <laughs> that's, like, all we want to do. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, as a fan myself, I, I've got the 3DS version, and I, I really love it. And so I wanted to thank hey. you guys for, you know, the, the Spectre of Torment expansion being completely free was really cool. I was expecting to, to drop, you know, 10 or 20 bucks on it, and <laughs> that was that was nice. So thank you. Well, thank <laughs> you for awesome. Thank you for checking out the update. Thanks for, like, thinking to boot it up and try it. Yeah, and I... A big part of this also, I think, is just like making sure that pe- the people that play our games like trust that we're that we're gonna do like we're gonna do right by them, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> I hope you. It's like I hope you liked it. We're gonna keep on making cool stuff. Absolutely. In the future, we will probably will charge for some of the cool stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, not like like King Knight and Battle Mode is already gonna be part of Treasure Trove, of course. Right. But in the future, if like our next game, like if we charge for it, don't be surprised. That's yeah, like a thing we're this do. was this was like one time, this was like a one time thing. Yeah, 
<laughs> so you'll do a season pass on top of a season pass, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. The the company pass to all things Yakuza. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's like, man, I'm really glad I, I put $10 in that Kickstarter. Like, now that there, now that there's like 50 games coming out a year by Yakuza, right. it's really paying off in dividends. <laughs> now that, now that yeah. Club is regularly doing trips to the moon and I get to go to the moon every year, I mean, that, what, that's going to cost him like a million bucks. Yeah. I'm doing it. Totally worth it. (laughs) Yeah, worth it. Totally worth it. So thanks for for coming to the moon with us, everyone. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, If anybody wanted to reach out to you guys, what's the best way for them to do that? Do you have a Twitter or anything? If you wanted to talk to Yacht Club Games, our endless, boundless bundle of excitement, then you can reach us at email with like uh, support at yachtclubgames.com. You can find us at Twitter, at Yacht Club Games. I'm sure Facebook is a thing that exists, and we're on it, but I don't know. And uh, if you wanted to reach us personally, um, I don't know. I don't have any services where I'm normally contactable. Yeah, I guess you could you can try to reach out to me. Uh, it's, I'm at Face YCG. On yeah. Twitter, but like I like we're not I don't know we're not big social media people right we're we're dorks that stay in here and make games all day yeah all right well thank you guys we really appreciate it yeah yeah thanks for having us thanks for inviting us out. yeah it's lots of fun thank you so much <laughs> all right so that was our interview with Yacht Club Games thank you very much to Ian and Sean for uh, talking with us we really appreciate that and I'm gonna give a little shout out to uh, Shannon for helping us organize. That is going to be it for us this week. We should be back next week, I hope, with a new episode. In the meantime, be sure to check us out at heroespodcast.com and click the YouTube link on our website. Check out our YouTube channel. We launched a uh, new video of John and I streaming the original Contra for the NES, the original Nintendo. And it was my first time ever playing the original Contra, so you can kind of see what that looks like. So check that out. Watch the video. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You know the drill. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and drop us a review. Remember, we're still trying to do our review contest. Once we get to 10 reviews, we're going to give away a free game. So you'll just have to see what that is. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will catch you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.